Welcome back to Comic School, everybody. Glad that you could join us. My name, as always, is Mike Dando, assistant professor of education and English at St. Cloud State University. Coming at you from Minnesota, the, the middle, the middle lands, uh, the, the Northwoods League. Uh, was it Justice League? Northwoods. <laughs> um, and I am really, really excited. We got some, we got, uh, uh, we were talking a little bit beforehand. Uh, we got a dope conversation today um, with uh, comics scholar, media, uh, media mogul, um, but, but media researcher, um, all around dope guy. Um, really, really uh, pleased to get to know him. Um, Carl Hewitt, welcome to Comic School. Thank you for, for joining us today. Um, could you tell us just like a little bit, could you give everybody uh, a little bit of a, a little bit of an intro, a little taste uh, about the work that you, about the work that you do before we start chopping it up about, um, about manga, anime and all that, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, sure. So I, uh, <laughs> I joke to say that before, for an extended period of time, I was like a, a professional student because there was so much about academia that was just so fascinating. Yep. That is just, I wanted to find out, well, where can this take me? So undergrad was an experience. I started out at Morehouse College. Uh, and then I ended up my last year, my senior year, I finished at um, Hunter College in back in New York City. Um, I did teach for both formally and informally. I did everything from being a uh, counselor to a dance teacher to a gym teacher to an after-school tutor to a second-grade and third-grade um, classroom teacher. Um, and I found my way back into academia because, you know, like 2000. 11, 2012, there was more media, more mediums that mm. we were using. It wasn't just, you know, you know, smartphone, you know, cell phones were smarter. Right. Social media became a thing. And if this was going to be the life of my new students, it just seemed that I think I need to go back and kind of research this. Awesome. So my first degree is in childhood education. And then to my surprise, when I finished in two years, we were still dealing with the same problems that we were when I first when I first left the classroom. So I said, mm-hmm. "There's something bigger at play here," and I found my way to uh, New York University and the Digital Media Digital Media and Design for Learning program. Now, I just want to take a moment to say that that was heaven on earth. <laughs> they a, had a, a video, They had a video game library that had every console from the first Apple all the way to, this is 2015 now, all the way to the, the Oculus and the Vive. So everything, wild. everything. I, man, oh, I love that place. And you had a very interesting conversation going on between different programs. You had the two Steinhardt programs, which were digital media and design for learning and the um, education te- technology. 
Then you also had um, uh, the art program. So you had the digital arts. You had computer science. We're all in this one space, all talking to one another. My capstone project from NYU had a lot to do with the next iteration of technology, which was coming. We're still figuring it out with the virtual reality and augmented reality. Mm. And unlike everything that we are working with now, it's something that is still in its research. It's still in, in its research phase. And because of that, it's almost similar to cell phones, similar to television. There's always going to be this opportunity to learn from it. That led me to the University of Missouri, where I'm wrapping up my time as a usability and user experience researcher. But there's this one, there's this space that I'm still trying, that, that I'm still exploring, which, which was, um, which really started to escalate because of the pandemic, where the question that, we're all, that um, my professors, and rightfully so, would ask, if you're in the research space for virtual reality, well, if I can always go there, what would be the draw to virtual reality? And 2020 said, well, no, you can't go. So, right. it's, well, we, the world is now in a space where you may not be able to go physically. So how do we create experiences that mm. are not to replace? And that's always, that's always been the pushback. It's never to replace. It's to supplement. It's to, at mm. some point, you do want to go there because you ask me. But in the event that because of time, because of finances, if there's anything that's keeping you from sitting down in this, um, in this program for this, for this class at Morehouse College, at Spelman College, at Cambridge, at Harvard, because you're stuck in Miami, Florida. But if you still want to go, you can still have just as, just as wicked experiences, experience as if you were there. And it's, it's fascinating because I, at least it seems to me like it's going to be a, a, a paradigmatic shift, right? Like, mm-hmm. at, at, there's no, I mean, obviously there's pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, but this idea of virtual learning spaces of, of you know, we're, we're talking over, um, we're to- talking over virtual video chat right now. Um, exactly. and, and I don't, I, 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 can't, I can't envision a world in which they're like, everybody's like, no, we're not going to do that anymore. We're done with that. We did it. It was useful. It's a useful tool, but now no, no more. Like I don't, right. I don't feel like, and I don't want to say I'm hesitant to use back and forward as like, Mm -hmm. as, as the language, but, but I I can't envision, I can't envision a future where this is not pretty, as you said, those, those, those spaces, those supplementary spaces and the use of technology doesn't continue on a, on this kind of trajectory. You know what, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. so that's that, I mean, that, that's, that's incredibly fascinating, especially when I think about, um, you know, we talk a lot about this. We talk a lot about the speculative on his podcast. Right. We talk a lot about, you know, Afro futures. We talk about a lot about the, what if we talk a lot about the, you know, the imaginary, the, the radical mm-hmm. imaginary spaces. And so like, right. I'm like, I'm, I'm loving that. I want to talk, I want to talk about more about, more about this. And I, was it always for you? And what, uh, we always like to talk, start with this origin story, but, but for you, um, how did this sci-fi comics 
um, how, how did you get into the, the, the comic sci-fi manga anime game? Um, was it, was it the technology? Was it that imaginative spaces? Like what was it for you that, that drew you in? And not only did it draw you in, we're still like, we're talking today. And so it's right. been, it, you know, we're, I'm, I'm post young. I'm not like old, but, but I'm not like, you know, shout out to the young folks, shout out to the young folks, but I need a nap. That's what I'm, that's really what I'm saying. (laughs) Um, but, um, but like how it it drew you in and then it, and then it, and then it, you stayed. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, what, what was the, take us through that origin story a little bit. So the origin story is actually, like actually before me. So my introduction into it had was through my older brother. Ooh, I, this is a saga. I didn't know we were, we were going to get, we're going to get epic. Let me, this is beautiful. Okay, oh, yes. okay. go ahead. Oh, yes. So, uh, my brother is 11 years older than I am. So he entered high school in 1984. So this is also 1984, New York City. <laughs> what? So if, if you're of age, you know, That's, you know. Yes. So now, uh, phenomenal. Right. Yes. So, my brother was about to enter high school, so this was going to be a drastic shift because we also, me, my brother, and my sister, we all attended the same um, private school in the United Nations International School, and then went to public school. So, my our mother is a teacher, and she, along with other um, black teachers of the time, would always run interference to be sure that black kids in public school were getting a fair were getting a fair shot. So knowing the challenges that her first son was going to be up against, he said he brought into a parent teacher night. That's normal. And she also prefaced it by saying there's someone I just want you to see. So as she you know was going through the emotions, talking with parents, helping them, getting their getting their students prepared, then there's this Last person that she saw was a single mother with her child. So I'm going to describe her child. 16, gold chain, tango, deep jumpsuit, standing in the hallway, D-boy stance, all of that, right? Not really frowning, but also not smiling. Just looking around, see his people, give them a pound, all of that. Real cool. So I would, anytime I tell that story, I would always preface it. Well, now that I've described her son, uh-huh. what do you think her, what do you think his mother and my mother were talking about? So of course I paint that purposefully because he was one of her best students in calculus, which was the point. Our mother wanted us, first my brother through him, and then me through my brother, that it was okay to be black, smart, and cool. Yes. So, it was it was this thing that there was never this real kind of, you know, disconnect between all those identities that were always playing to within one another. They were also tied to all these things, all these other experiences that were going on inside of New York City. Because you had, you know, hip hop, you had the birth of hip hop. You had the chant, what we 
called the Channel 5 Classics, which were the, uh, the 1970 Shaw Brothers, right, that you would have to go to the movies to go see, right? And you also had what was coming, mall culture. Mm-hmm. So all these things are happening at once within my identity of just saying, well, if my brother's into it, it must be cool. Yes. It's that, it's, that leg- what, it's that legacy, right? So that's what kept me throughout. That's what, kept, that's, what intru- that's what introduced me into it. And then I just kept into it because this was something that I found enjoyable. So when I was in elementary school, it was, I talk about it with my friends. And then when I was making that transition into public school, I was okay with just this being like, okay, this is my thing. Now, the final thing, which is, are you familiar with um, Atlanta? So, yes, yes. The, the episode season two, the episode Fubu. I understood. I understood that in my DNA because, again, I have older siblings. So when it came to attire and clothes being as they should. I didn't really have to worry about that because they kept me dressed right. So I always looked the part. Mm. Again, being black, mm. cool, and smart. I, but there was one thing that I was missing because, like, I played baseball. I didn't play football basketball. But at some point, I learned to play basketball because I'm like, okay, if I'm going to stay within the culture, mm. I kind of have to learn this thing. While not, well, so that was like an other entry point that kind of hooked me into it, while also being around a good group of people that, a good group of friends that said, yeah, you can be into these other things, and, you know, that doesn't mean that you're not down. Just stay down with us. You can just do other things as we do everything else. And that's, by the way, so, yeah, I love, uh, I love that idea, black, smart, and cool. That needs to be like when you start your your podcast media empire. Okay, you heard it here first, because uh, <laughs> that's dope. And I, and I like that. You know, uh, people that people that that I've talked with, which is you know a lot of folks. Like, that's what I do. Um, like I, you know, I said I, I I move in hip hop spaces, and 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 it that knowledge of self is so crucial, right? To be able to move within, um, within and among different spaces and different contexts, mm-hmm. right? And having that, um, you know, having, having those folks who are, are looking out and mentoring you and bringing you along and keeping you in the conversation. And then you, you know, then re, you know, you reiterate that, right? Like you bring folks in mm-hmm. as well. I was like, it's cool. Like we're all, we're cool. As long as you're cool, you're cool. Like if you know, you know, right? right? right. <laughs> so, um, so naturally then I got to ask this question. Um, you're coming up baseball player, basketball player, baseball player extraordinaire, basketball player. What are you reading? What are you watching? Like in those, in those days, in those days, so like, okay, so now we're looking at, let's see, from 1993 to 19, 
I mean, it was a dark time for us. Let's be honest. A lot of pockets, a lot of extreme kind of stuff going on. <laughs> but so, but where are you at? So the first, so I'm still reading a bunch of comics. So I'm still reading X Men. I'm still reading Spider Man. <clears throat> um, I from childhood into adolescence, I always loved Marvel Universe. Right on. And that was basically the encyclopedia to everything Marvel. It was like I had basically from the numbers to Z. And I also enjoyed the the Book of the Dead, which was the same thing. It was just like... I Bro, I literally just read that three days ago. I was just going through the stacks and I was like, oh, this is so... Like, I literally just read through that. That's amazing. Yeah. Everything about it, because like you have... Because it those centered me on this is what is now mm. you know, the Marvel Universe. Mm. The Marvel Universe that talked about the characters that had died, it's like, well, these are the characters that you don't know about because you didn't have a chance to read their story as it was happening. So, like, you know, reading about the Guardian from Alpha Flight and how he right. blew himself up, it's like, right. oh, right? Mm-hmm. Now, my brother read that and I read it through Marvel Universe. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. so that's what happened to the Guardian. Mm-hmm. Um, then around, when I got into junior high school, then I saw these kids that were reading something that looked like a comic, but it was smaller, it was square. Right. And they didn't read it from left to right, they didn't read it from right to left. I was like, what is this? Dragon Ball. Ooh, yes! And within that, well, actually, I, I told the story out of, um, out of order. Before I got to junior high school, my brother took me to this place called Forbidden Planet. That's the spot. That's the spot. Shouts out to Forbidden Planet. But yeah, yeah, go ahead. Man, 11 years old, just looking at it, I was like, this is a lot. Like, it, there was so much stimulation that my brother was like, okay, let, let me get you out of it because it was just too much. Right, right. The, so when we got home, he said, okay, you know, around like seven, he's like, okay, you know, we had already eaten dinner. He's like, okay, let's watch this. I don't know what he was putting on, but uh-huh. I'm with my brother, bet. We're right. watching. Right, right, right. <laughs> and something that is not, that is not talked about as much was my first theatrical introduction, Akira. What that was your first? What you you just skipped the you skipped the the the, the kiddie pool altogether. You just went for it. So you, what you said the first your first theatrical anime experience was Akira. That's yes. That's a high. That's a high bar. <laughs> it, 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 it was like oh oh this is oh. oh. <laughs> it was so, that's accurate. It was so much. It was yep. so much happening, and. And it's funny because I had had a conversation with a friend of mine uh, a couple of days ago. Now, while Akira was the first theatrical experience, I did watch Robotech, right? Mm. Right? So, you know, Voltron, of course, but it still was in the, the canon of Transformers. And yeah. Z-Z-Z-O. It's like... Yeah, I messed with, I messed with Robotech a lot when, back in the day because um, I was like, you know, Transformers story. is cool, but like, this is a whole different, this is a whole different level. And I was, and I was, for me, it was always like, 
Voltron wants to be Robotech. Like Robotech, Robotech was like for me. Robotech for me was like like Game of Thrones, like the like the intrigue and like all of the you know what I mean. Like yeah. this person, like oh, what's yeah. happening? And like yeah, right. And, but but for kids, right? Like because you know, spoiler alert for the listeners: yeah. do not let you maybe don't want to start your kids on Game of Thrones. To, you know, let them <laughs> let them work their way in. No, but Robotech no. for me was my was my joint. But not but at all. But yes, um, but but Akira was Akira was. I mean, I guess Akira was early on for me too. Formative for me. Yeah. <laughs> if for no other reason, what, so like, yeah. What, what, yeah if for like, no other like, reason than um, than how I process information. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> So yeah, so Akira just said, 11 years old, I'm like, this is heavy. Mm-hmm. Whoa. And funny enough, I really didn't have too many people to kind of talk about that because they didn't, even those that had, even the kids that introduced me to Dragon Ball, even mm-hmm. though Dragon Ball was, you know, you know, graphic in its own right, it wasn't Akira. Yeah. Yeah. That's... <laughs> That's accurate. It's not was not a cure. Just wasn't a cure. Well, I so think that's there. Yeah. No, that's that's interesting because um, we just I just had this conversation. Um, my uh, I've got a young one, and he's he's getting into Naruto and yeah. um, and and you know a couple of other couple of other entry entry points. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I just had the, the conversation with with you know my partner said she said oh all animes they you know i thought it was just like all i thought it was just pokemon and i was like or and she goes i thought it was pokemon or the guy with the spiky hair and i was like first of all put some respect on his name okay first of all okay, <laughs> we will not have that slander in this house but but um she was like oh there's like this whole right so you talk about like meant that akira is not dragon ball and so they're in that same they they live in the same I don't even know if they're in the same block. They live in the same state. They live in the same state, but but in different different neighborhoods in some ways. Right, right. Um, and so when you're when when you're coming up, is this something that stayed with you through you know as you make your as you make your way through through grad school, um, you know through through undergrad through grad school, um, and thinking about media, um, you know, and thinking when when you hit. When you hit the classroom, you're working with, with some of uh, some some of the younger folks, but still, mm-hmm. um, is you know comics and, and these sorts of things are they coming are they coming with you? Do they do they make their way into your into your teaching into your study? Because um, it's from what I'm hearing, it's not it's something it's something you you kind of um, when I say you, I mean we the folks mm-hmm. that do this kind of stuff. You know, I got to. You know, this is an audio podcast, but I got a whole bunch of Star Wars and, and Iron Man figures and all <laughs> kind of stuff happening back here. But we um, bring into ourselves, right? It becomes a part where, like, where, like we internalize that kind mm-hmm. of thing. It, it, it's it's part of the way that we move through the world. Do you think is that was that true for you uh, in in some ways, or 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 how does it uh, how does it manifest throughout? You know. The, I don't want to say grown up because I still haven't grown up. But like, how did it? Ma- how does it manifest in your in your gr- in your nowadays? So nowadays, um, 
it depends on I mean it depends on so I guess the first so I guess I'll say directly how a colleague of mine used you know cartoons directly inside the classroom which then became you know which then spread out to the rest of the grade is that between what 2009 and 2011 big thing for kids at the time was uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Yes. So, yes. You know, they fell in love with it. And the first thing, which is something on the surface, we had an opportunity through smart boards to ha- allow them to watch it. So, yeah, the idea, turn the sound off and turn the closed caption on. Uh-huh. Forces them to read. <laughs> yep. The very it's a very subtle thing, but it's it forces them to pay attention to what's going on without having to you know w- without just mindlessly kind of just going off and just allowing them to tell the story. Mm-hmm. They now have to put what's going on on screen to what they're reading mm-hmm. as the characters. This is what this character is saying. This is what the narrator is saying. Mm-hmm. The it's not it's really as the stories become more intricate, which is, they have, I guess almost like they have something to say, like Akira had something to say. To say. Right? Um, It's on my list of things to watch because I I know I'm going to love it. Let me pin that. Another one which is still going on, which is kind of niche, which is Hajime Noipo, the boxing manga. And it's a very simple thing. He's like, I want to know what it means to be strong. That's a very, it's very small, but it's also something that really drives him. That's, but okay. See, I want to, I want to chop this up because that's an ontological question, (laughs) right? That's like, (laughs) you can major in that question (laughs) at graduate school. (laughs) You know what I I mean? Like, (laughs) that's. Like there are people like racking their brains right now trying to figure out their their dissertation question, and that right there is huge. And like that's why I don't ever believe when people are like, "Oh, kids aren't ready for that." No, no, no. The, okay, you're not ready for that because the kids are asking questions like, "What is the nature of strength?" Holy, what? What? And and and, it, and they're and they're 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 mediating these discussions through things like Avatar. Right, Avatar is a right. whole entire political science theory, conflict theory course, graduate yeah. course with you know flying buffaloes and whatnot. But at the same time, <laughs> <laughs> bison. Sorry, I look forward to your letters. Um, <laughs> and people mad is like I was with you till you said buffalo. <laughs> All right, nerds, calm down. Um, but but you know what I'm saying? It's like, and I, and I like what you said about the captioning because. And maybe, and I want to. I want to talk to you about this because I. I don't watch. I don't watch subs, or I don't watch. Mm-hmm. I don't watch dubs. I watch subs, right? Right. Um, because I like to hear. I like to hear it, but I also like to. It, it, it invites me to participate, right? Yes. I, I become. I become a participant in the show, um, with the with the story. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm. I'm. I'm able to to focus in particular ways, and sometimes it, you know, depending on how good the sub is. Um, right. Did you find are you are you finding that folks are, are are able to you know those things with something to say? I of course I also like Cora. I also like we just watched the Dragon Prince, um, 
am listen my like we're talking about the nature of policing with my kid like my, with my kid um but there's a dragon and there's like a, a light up frog and whatnot but right, right? <laughs> um but what is the nature of strength what is the nature of evil what is the right thing to do um are mm-hmm. you finding that that that's something that that kids were take would take up or would would engage with or 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 that you would find that other scholars would engage with in different ways in in those in in various spaces in some of the spaces like there's a there's a level of i'm going to quote my my older brother on this there's a level of canon that i ha- it's rare to find as many people that are involved with the canon mm-hmm. This, like even in just this con- even in just this you know conversation right, right now right like when it comes to talking to when it, when it came to talking to my students about it there was by the nature of our age difference and this and you know I as their teacher right, right. so they're talking about something and then I give them a mini paragraph of knowledge backstory of some of a character that they're talking about which causes them to stop and say hold on what do you know about this (laughs) and and one of the things i think that's always struck me is like you know when you give them that paragraph you're like oh you mean like well what happened with the thing with the thing Mm -hmm. and they're like whoa 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 whoa, hang on a second (laughs) and then they like well, what about this? And then, like, you're ready to, right. like, spar with them. And they're like, okay, mm-hmm. bet. Um, that, in some ways, bridges a generational mm-hmm. divide, I have found, that that opens up more, you know, it opens up those conversations. Like, oh, y'all like this? Yeah. And you don't have to be old-headed. I mean, I am. I'm like, y'all seen Akira? I would not maybe show that to a second grader, but... Um, <laughs> you know, not but it's like, oh, y'all, y'all, y'all like this? Maybe, you know, you... Here's some connections. Here's, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, there are 52, there are like 52 Naruto manga, right? Like, right. you're on three. <laughs> you got a long way to go, bro. So, go. <laughs> um, but, but that, um, that can engage. And, and I'm thinking back to the story that you were, that, that you opened with is that you engage the cool in organic ways. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. It's not a like if I came in and like kids 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 know like student like everybody knows but like you came in and you just like fake it yeah. you were like hey you kids like anime well I have an anime for you it's called <laughs> Schoolhouse Rock I'm like boo get out of here <laughs> do you know what I mean like but but you're able to to meet folks where they're at. On a, on a level That's, that, that right. affirms and acknowledges their experience and their, in a lot of ways, legacy. You know, we quote your, your big brother. Yeah, your big brother on the show at some point. Chop it up. Um, oh, no, but he's got the podcast. We got to talk. We'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about your upcoming <laughs> podcast. Um, but this idea of this is my thing. Um, how, I guess my question is, why is this such a good time for nerds. I don't know how else to put that question. You know what I mean? Especially we've got um we've yeah. got a bunch of really interesting and amazing stories coming out particularly from folks of color. 
which I think is really is really important. You know, N.K. Jemison, yeah. for example. Um, you know, obviously, Kugler's coming out with mm-hmm. Wakanda, and and company are coming out with Wakanda forever. Um, but we're, we've got right. um, we've got a tremendous uh, amount of really rich storytelling. Uh, I just finished Yasuke, um, which mm-hmm. the no, and I'm kind of mad at my friends because they didn't tell me that Thundercat and Flying Lotus did the like soundtrack, and I was like, yeah, why? Why you? Why you didn't? Why didn't you leave yeah, with that? No. Um, but like, why do you think it's such a good time for nerds right now? <laughs> there, there's oh, a more elegant. There's a more elegant question for, there, but that's the best I got right now. I'm tired. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> uh, I remember. Again, this is this is this is going to show like how long because this has been a slow a slow growth. Sure. Like the the moment that everyone says, honestly, the moment that everyone said that Steve Jobs was was cool, it's over. Ooh, we run the world. The nerds run. The nerds run the world. The moment that Joe said Steve Jobs was cool, it's over. So, <laughs> it became, <Bop>. and huh? <laughs> that's a bot. Like that's, yep, that's it. Yep. Like y'all said Steve Jobs was cool. That's it. And that was in the nineties. I was in the late nineties. It's like once you said that Steve Jobs was cool, it's it's honestly it's over. You have opened the door. <laughs> like there, this is no longer. I love it. This is no longer Revenge of the Nerds and Poindexter, and they're like, nope, they are the ones that are at the helm. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> I, I love it. It's like it's over, and you don't even know it yet. You just you just open the door. <laughs> um, but but really, but really, just to answer that question, it's like. There, we were always on, we were always niche. Mm. We were niche in the 90s. We were niche in 2000. Mm-hmm. Even when you had um, anime on Cartoon Network via Tsunami and Adult Swim, not everyone was watching it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You always found that you would happen to bring some, something up because someone was watching Adult Swim. Right. And then you would say, Inuyasha, Lupin the Third. And then there's maybe that one other person that says, oh, wait a minute, you watched that? And then you find out that you, that you were collectively part of this larger canon that mm. has always been going on. Mm. Um, I think that, like, let's see, my, my oldest niece is 26. So she was born, so she was born in 1996. Mm-hmm. And starting with my brother, kind of, it started with her. So we have that. So he started the ball rolling. So that generation of nerds, mm-hmm. you know, Gen X, started the ball rolling. You can say around that time, and it's, if nothing else, amazing storytelling. Mm. Like, regardless of how it ended, the the storytelling of Game of Thrones is phenomenal. The mm-hmm. world building is mm-hmm. amazing, right? And when it started to, uh, and I think I, I think I can right, really encapsulate it with, um, <clears throat> excuse me, with a movie that came out I guess two two years ago by Ryan Johnson, um, *Knives Out*. When I heard of *Knives Out*, I immediately started thinking, "Oh, this seems like something like *Clue*. Right. I liked *Clue*. Right." So I think I'm gonna like this. Right. So it was easy to get tickets. I remember 
I couldn't go, but I was like, but I just always saw that tickets were available. Right. The day, the hour after it won the Golden Globes, the tickets were sold out. Get it. Yep. And that's the same, and that's a similar thing when it comes to being in this space. Once the, once the main, once the mainstream then becomes wary of it, aware mm-hmm. of it, right. then everyone, in order to be cool, knows that they have to get on it just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. And it's so, like, there's that notion of almost, um, that, that you've got the kinship, for you, right, right, like older brother, niece, mm-hmm. but then that fictive kinship, that built family, right? Like, oh, you, oh, Inuyasha, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yo, Jimbo, let's talk to you, Jimbo. Okay, yes, let's. You know, you seen this? You seen this? And instantly, there's that like real, recognized, real. Like, I, I'm right there with you, right, right. Um, and you know, there's, there's a for me at least this 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 thing where when you build. When you build that kind of, I don't know, cultural understanding, at least communication, if not solidarity, right? Like, then you have, wherever you go, there you are. So, for instance, like, Mm -hmm. when I moved spots, one of the first things I did was I found my, I found my comic shop. And, like, I was able, like, they were like, who are you? And I'm like, I'm me. And they're like, you know about this? I was like, yeah, I know about this. And then, bop, it was, we were off to the Mm -hmm. races, you know what I mean? And so... I think that, that there's a, I mean, maybe it's because we're getting older and, and people are trusting us more, but like, I, I mean, I remember Ryan Johnson back from, from Brick. I remember, um, mm. so I knew it was, was going to be dope because I knew he could tell a noir story and I knew he could weave stuff together. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I, I knew about James Gunn and I knew that, I knew Guardians was going was gonna to be hot. The second <laughs> I saw that, like before I even saw the trailer, I was like, y'all not ready for this. And they're like, what? And like, it's okay. It's a tree and a violent wreck. Just, just trust me on this. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's that because we had, we had built that community around, like, yeah, we, we trusted that the person from the community was going to be a good steward of those, those stories. Right. Shane Gunn's a nerd. Ryan Johnson's a nerd. Um, Coogler's a nerd. Michael, uh, uh, Michael, uh, B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan, um, is a super, ner- like his whole yeah. Killmonger kit lifted from anime so like yes right and so and and so it's this it's this honest organic thing that that to me is kind of like rolling and snowballing um and you know obviously i think like another part about that is like because again part of the canon also means that there were certain things that we had to do Mm. if we wanted to be part of this community yep right Yep. Like, if you wanted to, like, growing up in Queens, if I wanted to get comics, I had to go to comic book store. Yep. Because I had to get up, hop on a bus, or ask, you know, my parents to drive me mm-hmm. to a comic book store where I can spend a good portion of the weekend That's right. talking, you know, just looking for something to, to buy, mm-hmm. but also talking to the owner who you knew. It's like, hey, I know X-Men. So if you want to know about X-Men, I can get you started. Now, if you want to talk to Avengers, that's not really my thing. So man, Mike over here, right. that's him. You want to go talk that's, to him. That's his choice. Right, right. And, and that's what I'm talking about, right? It's just like all of these things, and maybe this, this is what we can, we, can wrap, we can wrap with this question, is this like, 
the things that that comics and, and manga and anime and, and these things teach us, right? Why are they important? Why are they significant, right? One of those things, and you just pointed to it, that distributed expertise, but that understanding mm-hmm. of the the community, right? It's like that's not my joint, but you know who does? My my Steve knows everything you ever want to know about Daredevil, like right anything, right? Um, and so it's it's a knowing where to find that information. That's a research mm-hmm. community, knowing how to, ex- yeah. <laughs> how to, you know, um, knowing what the, what the, knowing what the, um, requisites for kind of participation mm-hmm. can and, and are and can't be, yes. um, what it is and isn't, um, are really, really, uh, are really, really significant. And so that's the big thing for me is, and, and, and this is the question, you know, what, Maybe it's not so much what comics are, but it's what they can teach us. Like, what makes them important, do you think? What makes them significant as a, you know, whether you want to say field of study or just, like, important as not... Popular culture doesn't mean need to mean disposable culture. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? And so, like, mm-hmm. for you, what's the significance? What's the, what's the import of this kind of work or these kinds of stories? You know, does that question make sense? Yeah, it does. It's the allegory. Ooh. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Say so, more right now. <laughs> right. So prior to one of this, this is subjective. I understand that. But prior to <laughs> in one of the greatest graphic novels ever written, no one really started to make the association between the rights movement and X-Men until God loves man Kill. Say Say it. Talk about it. So the, be- so the beginning, so for anyone that's never read, read God Loves Man Kills, as a graphic novel, and then also there was also this, 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 uh, this, di- this difference between the comic books and the graphic novel. The graphic novel was always supposed to be for a more mature reading. Like. Yep. So it starts out with a black boy with a brother and sister, older brother and little sister, both black and they're running. You don't know what they're running from, but they're just running. So the brother is saying, yo, we, we got to keep going. We don't know what happened to the mom and dad. We just have to keep running. They enter the playground, and then the boy gets shot. So he falls. He's not dead, but he falls. And then you see these mercenaries pull up. And their relatives saying, why are you doing this? And they're pleading for their lives. And then the first mercenary says, don't worry, you're going to meet your parents. So then the boy gets, as he's getting mad, his eyes start to glow. Yep. The first person, he then shoots him. Mm-hmm. So his sister is then, you know, on his body. The panel goes to her looking at blood on her fingers. He looks up and says, why? She shoots, and then the mercenary shoots the little girl, and then her response is, because you were born. Oof. And it wraps up with them wrapping their bodies in the swings and then spray painting mutants on the, on the swing. Right then and there. So from that point on, if you were, of, if you were part of the canon and of the culture, you immediately made the association that this entire time when we're talking about mutants, we're talking about black people in the United States of America. So, but it was allegory. Some even though at the time that was basically taking a sledgehammer and meaning to say, if you didn't understand it before, now you're going to know. But through 
these other stories with are not may not you may not be able to make those connections until you actually take a step back and say, oh, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like in what is now moving from a manga and then maybe eventually one of the greatest epics ever written, Ichiro's Oda's One Piece. It talks about genocide. Talk it talks about, about it. like it talks about the aristocracy. There's so much mm-hmm. in One Piece, but when you just look at it, it's it seems like this pretty fun thing. And like, no, there's a lot yeah. happening. It's comics. These stories have something to say, right? If if we're if, and as right. you said, sometimes they're as subtle as a sledgehammer, but um, but they've got something mm-hmm. to say, and and they afford us the opportunity to really grapple with some of these, some, some of the most important questions that you could ever possibly deal with. Right. In, you know, in some ways they provide you affective distance because, Oh, they're flying. He's got laser eyes. And like, there's that panel in God loves where, where, uh, the, the reverend's pointing backwards at nightcrawler. He goes, you dare call that thing human. And like, I remember that's one of those. I remember where I was because I was so like, I was in, Right. I was in tears, right? I was like, give leave card alone. Right. And I was like, oh, this is about <laughs> like I was like, I'm and I remember I was probably I mean, I don't know where it came out, but but I had it and I was like I remember I was like, I'm this mad about how this pre- t- this uh, how, about yeah. how they treat in this nice elf. What am I not what else am I mad at? What 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 is this trying to tell me? Like I, right. I and I took it with me. Like I remember that's a where I was moment. Um, because there's something to say that that right. you said this this is what is now. Talk about it, right? Like mm-hmm. these are you know the X Men run right now. How does one construct a government, and how does that like? Yeah, they're all wearing like fancy hats and stuff now, or whatever. <laughs> but like they go into some ball. But like, how does one construct a government, and what does it mean to create a place, and how does that mm-hmm. work, and what are the politics of it, and like that's heady stuff, right? And you know, yeah, they're laser eyes and stuff, but, and, and so you, you know, wings and, and so forth. Mm-hmm. So it gives you that affective distance a little bit, but you're still able to engage with it really, really seriously, right? Like right. we were talking, uh, and, and spoilers, you, you go forward here, but um, you, you can fast forward to this part, but we were talking, I was watching The Dragon Prince on Netflix. Have you seen, have you mm-hmm. seen that show? Not yet. It's real good, but we're talking about and, and, and I'll, I'll try and be light spoilers, but the, the question that we had is, what is the right decision for this king to make? Does he okay. punish or does he show mercy? Does he try and bring these people onto his mm-hmm. side or does he has the right to exercise this punishment? So is it the right thing to do or is it the wrong thing to do? I'm having this discussion with a seven-year-old. He's like, no, you should be, uh, okay. should be merciful. Like you want to like... You can't do that. They, they, right. And he's like making these like real, like fine grained mm-hmm. decisions. Right. This idea of like, okay, well, what does it mean when great power come with great power comes, must also come responsibility. What does it mean to something? Yeah. Right. Like what does it mean to, um, to be othered in a community? Right. We talk about X-Men. We talk about, right. um, any number of, you know, especially with Marvel, but, um, but mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's important. I think that, I, I think that matters. Um, I re- man, I, I want to talk. I want to keep talking about tech. I want to keep talking about Africa. I want to talk about family some more. Um, where can people 
uh, and so this is just the beginning of conversations. Is there, do you got, you got any shareables? Uh, I know you, you, we were talking about some upcoming work. You, you got, you got a Twitter on, you got a Twitter page. You got like, what's your shareables? How can people get at you if they want to, if they want to <laughs> continue this conversation? Or I mean, at the, I mean, I mean, at, I mean, honestly, like the first place to really, um, I don't have anything just yet outside of my personal thing. And that's, again, it's, I'm now building into this yeah, very creative space. Sure. So I know that at some point there, and I mean, I've even thought about this already. I said, well, okay, what are the boundaries going to be? Because yeah. there's some point where, you know what? Uh, where do I feel the most comfortable interacting with people? Right. So, so, yeah. So for the time being, it's like if they... If anybody does want to, you know, get a contact with me, they can, you know, basically just email me. Fair enough. <laughs> I know it's very old. No, fair enough. I know it's very send, old. Send him a. We, they can send you a fax. Fair enough. No, yes, I was just that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, um, I, appreci- yeah. I appreciate it. And, and we, so you're just saying, like, keep your keep keep our ears keep our ears and eyes peeled for for what's coming. I appreciate that. It's gonna be it's gonna be dope. Um, Carl Hewitt, I really, really appreciate you taking some time to chop it up with us today on Comic School, man. It's it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Really. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you spending some time with us, um, hanging out with us, learning uh, a little bit about comics, a lot about life. Um, which I think is, I think I just accidentally ripped off Dolly Parton. A lot about living, a little about love. Uh, and I'm not sorry. I look forward to your emails. So we'll see you, we'll see you on the next edition of Comic School. Take care. Be well.